you found it, the Japan Web Podcast, blowing hot air to the back end of Tokyo. I'm your co-host, Matt Bigelow. And I'm Tom Molesky. We bring you the inner workings of Japan with an outsider's perspective and zero insight. Zero insight indeed, my friends. How are you today? Doing fine, doing fine. Just uh, cruising through the COVID, as I like to call it. A COVID cruise. A nice old-fashioned COVID cruise. That means waking up hungover, drinking too much coffee, and waiting until the sun sets so I can pour myself another drink. Yeah, I can't say uh, I've been hitting the bottle a little bit myself. Uh, um, One of my uh, vices is actually... Uh, a decent bottle of either wine, sometimes my wife buys champagne, but I like to eat something really, like a really cheap snack to go along with it. I don't know about you, but like um, last night, my wife likes champagne, so she bought a bottle and she got a 7-Eleven, um, what are they? They're called four blend, uh, four cheese blend uh, cheese rings, which is basically they're like half Funyun, half Cheeto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Funyito. Yeah, a Funyito. <laughs> I like that name better. But I was I, I went through the whole bag. Like it was it was perfect. Sounds never awesome. mind the strawberries, never mind like any like the caviar like fine chocolate. Yeah, no. Uh the cheese rings. Seven eleven cheese rings in uh in champagne. Sounds good. Um also, I don't know if you've ever had this in Japan what listeners, if you have a favorite combination of expensive alcohol and cheap snacks let us know um but i would have red wine potato chips and cream cheese sounds fine with me it's very decadent um i can again i could down at least a, a bag of chips and a box of cream cheese like and a bottle of red wine but that's a given well speaking of uh uh of mixing it up a little bit um i bought some dijon mustard yesterday Okay. And I really like Dijon mustard. Uh, Why would you buy it if you didn't? Well, the the thing is, is that, you know, like when you go to other people's houses and then you um, eat their food when they're not looking. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's what I would do with Dijon mustard in the past. I would, like everybody would be on the patio and I'd say, oh, excuse me for a moment. And I would go and open the fridge and I would stick my finger all the way into the Dijon mustard up to the third knuckle. <laughs> oh God. Pull my finger out covered with Dijon mustard. All and, right. And then suck it off like a medical operation. Oh God. <laughs> Such eloquent descriptions. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I like to do. I would Dijon. just tap, Yes. I would just tap on the window of someone I didn't know and said, excuse me, do you have any gray poupon? Wayne's world. <laughs> Part of ten, excellent. Gray Poupon. This one is so now. This this, this brand mean, is called Mayu. Oh, okay. I think it's an export. Now, if um you there's another party, will you just bring your own Dijon mustard instead of um fingering theirs? Well, half the fun is is the illicit act of excusing yourself, <laughs> ruining somebody's food without them knowing, and then coming out with a with a tray of drinks for everybody and everyone's like wow you're the hero and i'm like yeah yeah you don't know anything i'll vouch for that i've only heard it and it's already ruined my day (laughs) (laughs) wow man why do these drinks smell like mustard oh man (laughs) start shaking people's hands everyone's like "Ah, why why do my hands smell like mustard mustard hands yes (laughs) wow um have you been okay? So now you've um, satisfied your condiment fetish. Uh, anything else going on this week? Well, um, couple, one thing that's kind of interesting is uh, I got a CD in the mail with our name on it. Really? I don't um, recall recording a song. What well, the Shammy Senist. Uh, okay. Which is a very interesting band. I think Justin Sachs was from More Than Music was talking about touring, yeah, touring with that. them in in in, in London. Okay. Um, they they asked me to do a little um little promo for the podcast on their CD. Okay. Wonderful. And so I did that, and I sent them the recording, and yeah. they they followed up by sending me a copy of their CD in the mail. Nice. When it awesome. says a narration, Matt Bigelow from Japan What Podcast. 
Oh, we're in the credits. We're in the credits as narration. Nice. Yeah. Well, my name is in the credits and you're included because you're part of the show. Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> involuntarily included. <laughs> but still, it's That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great story. Um, and uh, are we going to hear any of their music or? Do you want me to are, play it right gonna... now? Uh, we actually didn't really speak about it, uh, when we were playing the music, but I, I'm, yeah, that would be great. All right, let's do it.
And that was the Shamisenist playing their song Hertz, H-E-R-T-Z, off of their latest album, R-E Tokyo. That is a great song. I mean, it's it's traditional, it's funky, it's got a Japan what uh, mention in it. Um, what's there not to like? And it's cool that, you know, it's always great to get a mention on an album, but when the music's actually good, it's extra special. Oh, yeah. So what's yeah. next, Tom? Um, I figured uh, one other song. Uh, we played this band on before um, that we played their latest single, uh, Moving. Um, uh, but this time I thought I'd play another song by The Molise, um, the band I, I work with pretty regularly. And I figured just for contrast, maybe I'd put the first single off the first album. Uh, just kind of, uh, I don't know, see how show how far they've come. Um, and this is from about 12 years ago, actually. It's called Miss Panic. And one more time, that was Ms. Panic by The Molise. You can find out more about them at their website, themolise.com. What'd you think? Yeah, that's that was pretty cool. Um, I've heard some of their other music, and their yeah. newer music is a lot more sophisticated. That, yeah, yeah, to me, that sure. really sounded like people that got together and were creating a vibe and they could do something with it. Um, if I was watching it live, I'd probably really enjoy it. And uh, it's still a great song. Yeah, it's cool. It's, yeah. It's... Uh, it's 12 years old, but it doesn't sound like it. 
Oh, that's yeah, yeah, for sure. They were, um, they've always been super um, DIY about everything. Now, like you know, there's they're having more professional producers and mixers come in and give them a little bit more advice. And you know, of course, after seven studio releases, your your sound is going to change for sure. Um, uh, you know, with experience. And on top of that, I know the singer and um, the, uh, what is it? Uh, the lead guitarist actually were in a band together before the Melise, and they had at least two to three albums with that band as well. So yeah, there, there's definitely a music evolution taking place there. It sounds very much like the Pixies as well. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> really heavily. Kim Deal and uh, yeah, all that. I saw yeah. I saw the Pixies live on their reunion tour in the early 2000s. Nice. At a yeah, curling a, rink. A curling rink. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> Pretty you know, Canadian-y. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Could you get more Canadian? No, um, they're heavily influenced by the Pixies. They were huge fans. And um, actually, uh, they um, had a chance to meet, I think, Kim Deal um, on their last tour. Yeah, and her latest music project, and uh, they uh, she actually dug their music. When oh, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, after the Pixies played their sets, they were printing them onto CDs, and you could buy the live recording that you just watched. Oh, nice! Yeah, definitely I've heard got that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, smart. That's a good way to make some money, especially when you're, you kind of, uh, you know, if, if they really enjoyed the set and of course they would to kind of cash in on that a little bit, like, do you want to keep this as a memory forever? Well, here you go. Like, yeah. And it's nice. the one time you're going to see the Pixies live. Yeah. Right. I went with yeah. my friend and he's, he said, I remember that band having a lot more hair because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them, except for Kim Deal went totally bald. Yeah, I, I think that's a general, that's a fair, uh, what is a fair assessment of most bands, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, there's going to be less hair. Exactly. Uh, so that's why rock and roll really appeals to younger people. You know, you're still, right. you're still attractive and not beat up by life. Yeah. Beat up by life is the right way to say it as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, so so we were talking about a lot of musicians trying to yeah. do live streaming. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a report from the NHK about Kabuki going online. Right. Do you have it? Yes, I do, actually. The Kabuki stream. This is from NHK World right. News. And Kabuki streaming. A Japanese theater is providing traditional kabuki plays for, uh, for free on the internet. The plays, which were scheduled to be performed in March, were canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Kabuki's a theater located in Tokyo made the rare decision to post the plays online. The dramas were performed without an audience. Matsumoto Ahakuo told NHK that he did not... Uh, that he did his best when he performed despite not having an audience for the drama. He said he hopes that the pandemic will end soon and that he is looking forward to seeing his fans again at the theater. By making the performances available for free on the internet, the theater hopes to boost interest in Kabuki. Now, I, I love this, actually. I love that they're taking advantage of the situation and in order to help, you know, and by giving something free to people at a time they might need some cheering up. Um, I, I'm, I kind of applaud this, actually. Yeah, so even the Kabuki Theater is streaming now. <laughs> Everybody yeah. is streaming. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I like, a lot of it, like, I, you wouldn't, I, maybe this is the first one doing Kabuki. This seems like just an opportunity for people that have never seen it to go check it out, you know? This, you should definitely take advantage of this. Yeah. In fact, I was just playing some of the Kabuki on my, uh, on my player here. Yeah. Um, from the show itself that we were just reading about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have no idea what kabuki is. 
It's the most mysterious form of art I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I won't pretend that I know much about it myself, <laughs> except, uh, um, yeah, and uh, I've seen a little bit of it, and and I haven't seen it with translation, so it's it's uh, hard for me. It's but uh, it's just a bunch I, of dudes in makeup screaming at each other. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of head turning too. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Um, it is, yeah. Uh, people compare it to German opera. I can kind of see that. Uh, okay. But uh, some people might compare it to Shakespeare, and I don't really see that. Okay. Yeah. But well, I'm, not, I'm not really sure what's going on. Just suddenly a whole bunch of like weird bamboo swordsmen will run onto the stage, and then some guy with a rake will sing a song, and then they will run away. I'm like, okay. What was that all about? <laughs> well, it, you figure it like, you know, through the generations, it's become hot, more and more stylized kind of theater. And we're seeing it for the first time without any of that kind of um, that context, that background context. So, yeah, it's going to come off totally alien. Totally alien. Yeah. It's fascinating, though. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. It's a distillation of, of um, maybe boiling some of the storytelling elements down to their essence. And it's also about a lifestyle that we're not, we're familiar with, but you know, we haven't spent our whole life living it. So it's definitely cultural echoes in a shifting time. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, why don't we give sure. Mike Rogers a call and get his take on this type of shift in, 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 in medium changes. Oh, sure. Sounds great. Mike Rogers, welcome back to the podcast. How the be, my friend? How the be, indeed? I'm very happy to be back on the broadcast. And so you guys are really desperate for guests. Well, that's not true at all. Come on now. Don't sell yourself short. We, You know we always like talking to you. Yeah, all right. I go to you for my musical recommendations. Oh, really? Yes. You sent me a, a list of, uh, I, I sent, put out a message. You sent me a list of like 20 and I checked out actually. Um, I really dug a bunch of them, uh, like the new Piccadillys oh. and uh, Ace Cannon and uh, what was it? The Jokers, Miss Miller. You sent, actually you sent me a really interesting list of songs. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, I, if, if I, yeah. I'm asked to, to send these songs. I want to send songs to you that you have ne never heard or guaranteed. Never ever heard or, or sent them to you before. Yeah, no, I can safely say I had never heard any of these bands. <laughs> so, so um, no, I don't remember the name of the band, but whatever. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, I uh, and uh, what was it? Maybe. There's an interesting new one, Bim Bam Boom. Yeah. That was the one. They were really That's interesting. Happening. I'm telling you the band's happening. Mm. Yeah. Bim Bam Boom is a five-girl yeah. funk. I guess it's a funk. You know, the old the old language, like, um, this is a jazz band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work anymore. So Well, yeah, yeah. I know they have baby metal. Maybe this is baby funk. Oh, yeah, maybe something like that. I'm but, turned uh, off. I hate baby metal. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying it's um, – they're, they're not really idols, actually. They're just, they're, and they're actually extremely good at playing it, their instruments. Yeah, so, Tom, 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 don't worry. I hate baby metal. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. I was just trying to draw something yeah, for our uh, – No, no, but um, – um, Make they, it good. Yeah, they're really Sorry. good and – They've been playing with a in, in a lot of shows with these new punk bands, really new garage rock bands. Okay, and so I was kind of, oh, really? It, it this it stood out, yeah. So um, I went to a couple of their shows and told them like, yeah, you guys are really cool, and uh, yeah. yeah. So so uh, a label in. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Okay, I'm, I'm fucking spacing up. No, no worries. Uh, so, focus. 
Focus. Focus, focus. Colorado, called Color Red. Okay. Is interested in signing that band. Oh, nice. And I know that is a fact because I've been writing the emails, so they're probably yeah. pissed off at me that I told you this. Oh, we got a but, scoop. Good. <laughs> well, you know what? A sound like that would really, a really tight kind of sound like that would do really well in like the club circuit in the States for sure. Like, I think people would like, they have a, they have a different image, they have a different sound than like an idle sound. But I think like a, like bar rock kind of yeah. bands would really appreciate that music. Yeah. I, I, I actually think so. And I was just blown away. Yeah. First heard it five Japanese girls playing funk. Yeah, yeah. Blew me away. What, what's the name of the band again? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Bim Bam Boom. Yeah. Interesting. One word, actually. I, is, I think it's one word. Bim Bam Boom. Yeah, it's one word. And all their songs are good. <laughs> They're all good. What, songs are good. What, uh, where did you see them? What venue? I went to Shinjuku. Okay. I think Shinjuku Loft. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. They, they were one of the opening bands. They were one of the opening bands. And I saw them and I thought, what the fuck? This is fucking great. <laughs> this is one of the opening bands? Are you kidding me? And, um, yeah, I saw them with, no, I don't want to say the names of the bands. But um, um, I thought, this band just blows these other people away. I've had a lot of those moments actually going to a live house, like with five bands and like the first one is like clearly the best, but the least experienced. So they, they have to be the opener. Yep. 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 So that's the way that this was. And I was just, I can't believe these people are opening for this band. And there were yeah. two or three other bands after them. Yeah, but maybe not for long. You know what I mean? I think like touring in another country will do wonders for them once we get over all this this uh, you know this uh, shutdown uh, uh, emergency shutdown period. Nonsense! This nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, how are you handling yourself? How's everything going? Yeah, let me set it up. So we're talking with Mike Rogers from the International Mike Rogers Show. Uh, right. long-term uh, DJ here in Tokyo, and you've recently switched over to from terrestrial to uh, internet radio, and things look to be going good, right? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm really surprised. I started, um, I, I was an uh, inter, I mean, FM radio DJ, inter-FM uh, radio DJ, inter, wait a minute. Why is it so hard for you to say radio? So listen to me. So I'm doing the Biden invitation. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so anyway, I, I did uh, the uh, inter FM F, inter FM FM radio DJ and for so many years, and then my show ended. And then I I thought, well, what am I gonna do? You know, I I. I I can't do, I can't keep doing this shit. So red tape, yeah. Yeah, red tape and stuff like that. So I started doing inter, inter, uh, internet radio. And um, now I have, um, I'm on in 18 countries, 35 or 36 stations, also satellite radio. And, um, it's just pretty amazing, um, and and I've I've been getting more and more shows, and a lot of shows I've been getting. The new shows I've been getting are paid for. I mean, sponsors are paying paying me to make this show, and I'm kind of surprised. Like, are you guys kidding me? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, you're you must be bringing something fresh to the scene that nobody else is, uh, is presenting. Like maybe, uh, well, you play a lot of kind of rock Japanese indie rock bands. Yes. Like, uh, was it Tomboys? I think I see a lot on the list. Yes. Yeah. Have you played Bim Boom Bam? Of course. 
<laughs> or bim bam boom, excuse me. Bim bim bam boom. And um uh one of the new shows I just started is called Color Red Radio. Uh yeah, I just saw that actually. So yeah, and um that's been going on for like a month, and I'm now on five radio stations and an FM station in San Francisco. Okay. So th that's really cool. How is this new show different from the previous? Yeah, well, okay. My previous Mike Rogers show is sloppy shit. <laughs> okay. Like you go to the, the, the canteen at the, you know you're yeah, yeah. you and they slop shit on there. That's it. Oh, okay. Um color red radio is alternative indies jazz. Oh wow. Okay. So it's it's a totally different thing and um it's it's, it's actually really cool. I, I've always been into cool and strange music. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's 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 perfect for me. It's like um, for so long. I mean, what what else can I do? I can do my punk rock bullshit show, and I do that. But something else that is really uh, appeals to a more sophisticated audience and stuff like that. So it's just it's I'm really happy about it. Now, all the music is is just the music that you've curated over the years. Is that how it? Everything, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, the production cost initially is that coming out of your pocket as far as putting the show together? Yes. Okay, and then the shows will pay. You, well, I don't know how it works, but okay. Let me explain something. Sure, sure. Please. So, I'm, all right. So, I'm already been drinking, so I'm going to try to explain this to you guys. Okay. <laughs> Oh. We all handle the the pandemic in our own way, right? Yeah. Well, no, I've been up since um three o'clock in the morning. Well, so I've been up for nine, ten hours. So it's happy hour now. It's happy. It's fun. So, so listen, um, FM radio, um, they have to depend on sponsors, right? Right, yeah. So if they hire you, Matt, or they hire you, Tom, to do a show, they have to pay you a certain amount of money. Okay. But what's, what's important about that is um, they have to pay for the broadcast satellite or the broadcast, uh, what do you call it? Satellite feed. Satellite feed or whatever. Broadcast satellite and, and do all of that. They have to pay for that. So they're paying. That can be $25,000 a month. What's that? Sometimes access to the satellite feeds can be as much as $25,000 a month. Exactly. So, so even before they broadcast anything, they're $25,000 a month in the red. So... They hire Johnny to do his Friday night show from six o'clock to seven o'clock and pay him, pay him, uh, I don't know, $3,000 a month. And then they have to hire a director, an engineer, a producer, and, and yeah, yeah. all that. So the next thing you know, you, you have this show that comes on like at six o'clock at night. And you're paying like, uh, I don't know, you're paying like, you know, $15,000 yeah. for this show for to be on for an hour. Just to open the door. Yeah. Just to open the door, no sponsors, none of that is included at all. Mm, wow. Already. So, so it's over. It's dead. So, you know. They're not going to be able to continue doing this. And a lot of stations are uh, doing whatever they can do, but um, the parent companies will not be able to support this. And I totally believe that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, as far as – so you've done this for so long. You have the whole um, – as far as getting the production costs, everything, you've already taken care of that. So you've already cut that out of the budget for them. Yeah, 
So what I've done now is I've in I've made my proposition to several radio stations. I will give you my show for free. Mm-hmm. I will give you the show for free. If you sell the show, then you will split the margin for selling it to, to us. Can you um, – I'm always a little bit uh, curious. Can you uh, make that agreement like with 100% faith that they will pay all the pay you the cost, the, the full amount that they agreed on? Well, no, 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 no. I, I can't because, yeah. you know, there's no point in having a contract with someone you don't trust. True. So – I I have now three shows. One of them is Mike Rogers' show that I give to radio stations for free. Okay. And I'll tell you this, and uh, I will tell you guys this, you two guys, because I trust you, and but you can tell everybody. All right. Thanks. But um, I will give you my show for free. You can broadcast my show for free, but if you get a sponsor or whatever – then, you know, split some of the, the shares for sales with me. Okay. And um, <clears throat> that's basically it. It's working? And, yeah. Well, well, so, yeah. Well, no, it has to work. It's got to work, Tom. <laughs> okay. Got to, Tom. And the reason why it's got to work is because these radio stations are paying 500,000 yen 400,000 yen, whatever, 600,000 yen a month for shows that have no sponsors. Mm, I got you. Oh, so yeah. you're just undercutting the competition. That's exactly right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so the, the competition is charging them 500,000 yen a month to do this show and stuff like that. And, you know, if, if you sell it or whatever, you can keep the money, but they can't sell it. Hmm. So you're just you're using the internet technology to reduce cost to produce so that the redu- cost to production produce a show is very very low. You offer that for free, and then people use it as on their platform, and then somehow get some sponsorships, and then they give you a cut of that. That's right. Huh. Okay, that makes sense. So, what, but you know, I might be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike. Um, I have a question for you. So you, you've switched over to um, internet radio from FM to do this new business model you're talking about. Yeah. A lot of, we were just talking about how um, right now with the, um, the, the COVID-19 rampaging, a lot of even kabuki shows are trying to do online streaming. What do you think about uh, musicians doing their online streaming shows? Yeah. I mean, it, it's difficult for me to say, either or and um but i think that it depends on what the revenue stream is of course but you know like um johnny and tommy play um in their living room and then charge people if they charge people and charge people for you know like a hundred yen a show stuff like that I, I can't really understand how that that could be profitable. I, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. Well, I'd say 99% of them are probably not profitable. No. Oh. I, I, I think. Uh, unless it's like it has that existing fan base, it's well-produced. Um, and I guess we were just talking to someone else that was saying it was uh, actually – kind of uh what is it the the video game live streaming uh rooms like on twitch that you could actually people it's very easy for people to pay to watch that show um if you use a model like that and you have everything set up and all your ducks are in a row then it seems like you could make some money off it uh so what 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 does some money mean um i'm not being being facetious what does some money mean I'm saying some money. No, uh, I think it's, I don't, God, I, I, because I don't perform, I'm not really sure, but it's, uh, um, but it seems like 
when there's an absence of no other options, yeah. it, it's worth it. It's worth trying at least. And no. I mean, hell, it couldn't be worse than the live house model most of the time for bands anyway. It, it absolutely. I, I don't see anything wrong with trying it. Yeah. But um, my my problem is is um, it, it's like um, you know putting music on Spotify. I mean, mm-hmm. are you going to get paid any money? Yeah, no, I uh, I don't know. But uh, you figure if I suppose timing is is part of it. If you can, um, if somebody hasn't seen you for a while, every once in a while, maybe you can pocket a little cash from it. But are you going to make a living off it? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So I think that um, it's okay to do as a hobby. And I I, I probably think that somebody is going to be smart enough, smarter than me, who can um, figure out a way to make this into a profitable um, business model. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can't. No, I can't figure it out. Mike, are you keeping your head above water with this? What with your, with your show? Yeah. No. Okay. Actually, um, I, I don't want to sound like bragging, but that's okay. Brag. I mean, how you've earned it. Um, I'm I'm doing very well. Oh, great. Okay. And um, I don't. I'm. I don't know. I mean, just pray, like, how long will this last? How long will this go? I, I started Color Red Radio Show. Mm-hmm. That's been, like, uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. And then I have my own show, Mike Rogers Show. And then I also do the European Top 20 Countdown. Yeah, right. And um, so far, I'm making more money than when I used to work at FM radio station. You know, really? Mike, That's amazing. Yeah. You're kind of this, you're a weirdo, dude, because you're, you're like a punk rocker businessman with your fingers in a lot of pies. What's like, what? That's kind of a weird thing to figure out, isn't it? Well, you work on many levels. In a way, I'm complimenting yeah. you. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I, I thank you. So, but, um, the way things are now, you got to figure out a way around the the way things are done, and um, I'm just lucky. I, I'm just really fucking lucky. I pray to God every night or whatever, and tell them thanks for whatever I can do. And maybe in like three weeks or four weeks from now, it's going to be over. I don't know. Mike, I have another question. That just that I was thinking about this the other day. You were the singer of the Rotters, correct? Yes. The punk band Sit On My Face, Stevie Nicks. Um, at that <laughs> time, you were pretty hardcore. Um, and recently, I've noticed on social media, um, sometimes you post, uh, I think I believe it's your son playing beautiful piano pieces, correct? Yes. When you look at, like, when you were at that age, you were a punk rocker, but now you're looking at yourself as a father towards a son playing classical music. <laughs> that's, that's like a, that's a, if you were, how do you, how do you contrast that? What do you think about that? You as a, as a teenager being a punker, but now would you rather your son be a punk rocker or a classical musician? Like what, what gives you more pride? No, I would rather my son be a classical musician and, and play and and do that. And like he he's he's about to join um, some British university, and um, he's going to study computer science and music and. I think that's that's so much better because you know, punk rock is great, but <laughs> is there a Muzak version of "Sit on My Face" Stevie Nicks that you're going to have him play? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, uh, I I don't know. I just I'm just happy that he 
is doing this because he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it if I was in charge. So my <laughs> wife is like um, doing the classical piano instruction and everything, and and it's it's just yeah, it's just it's just cool for me. Okay. <laughs> He's followed his path. You followed yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom, anything else? Actually, I had one other thing. Um, as far as radio licensing for the music you have, do you have to? Does any of that come from you, or do you? Is there any guidelines you have to worry about, or is it just this is what I like, this is what I'm playing? You, uh, this whoever plays it has to make it work. Okay. This is a very difficult question. Oh, sorry. But, uh, no. So, um, pour another drink. <laughs> the reason why in Japan there's no internet radio is because Jazzrack charges a flat fee. Um, like, you know, you, you guys can play whatever you want, and um, this is the flat fee. So, they're going to charge Tom and Matt. Mm-hmm. Radio station, and they're going to charge you guys three hundred thousand or six hundred thousand yen a month. Wow! And that's just what they're going to. It has nothing to do with whether they like you or they don't like you. That's just what they do. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, so you can't survive. No, not at all. No, no, you can't survive on that. So um, that's how they do it, and that's how they charge. All FM stations in Japan, they three hundred thousand, six five hundred thousand, six whatever it is. That's what they charge them. Mora, mm-hmm. Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much, right. Max. It's always great thanks. talking to you. It's been great. It's been great. So thanks for talking to me. Donate to the Japan What Podcast by going to paypal.me forward slash Japan WUT. Mm. All right, and that was Mike Rogers of the Mike Rogers Show, you know, giving us his his well-lubricated opinions on all things music, streaming, digitalization, and uh, what he really thinks about the FM industry. I, I, I really like talking to Mike just because of that. I like the fact he just says, he just speaks his mind. And uh, like, he's not going to hold back. He's not going to pull any punches when you talk to him. And um, yeah, he answers everything honestly, you know. Um, even like, you know, how much money he's making, you know. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Well, we've uh, been listening to a lot of um, COVID everything. And, uh, yeah, right. I'm kind of a contrarian where I don't just like repeating things that people say. And I've been trying to uh, have a contrarian approach to COVID-19, uh, Wuhan flu terminology. Um, a, a few weeks ago, I introduced self-isolation as go away, leave me alone, or goal me. Goal me, yes. Right. Uh, social distancing was, hey, you, you're a walking disease spreading the virus. Go home. <laughs> and I don't want to repeat the acronym. And, uh, <laughs> and the other, another one was uh, essential services. And uh, that one was slave wagers of the highest order or SWOTHO. SWOTHO, yes. that's a, That was one of my favorites. I re- it kind of rolls off the tongue. Um, so next I have version two because – with the trends coming and going within the within the virus itself, for example, flatten the curve was everywhere a few weeks ago, and then none of the computer models were true, and the numbers were like 100 times less than anybody thought it were going to be. So everybody just forgot flatten the curve and moved on while having no memory, like goldfish. Yeah. yeah. So this is explained too. So now we're hearing the new normal. Okay. All right. The so new normal. A lot yes, of people yeah. are saying the new normal. What is okay. the new normal going to look like? And the new normal for me, this when they say the new normal, this is what they mean, you know, the elites. This means constant panic and total surveillance, but with free money somehow. <laughs> and the, the acronym here is Sapatsumafumansumba. Rolls right off the tongue. Sapatsuma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is the current situation. Most difficult acronym ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, too many people make smooth acronyms. You know, they're kind of fake. Yeah. Anyways, 
You uh, go against the current. I understand. Yes. Oh, man. Speaking of current, we have the current situation. Uh, people are saying the current situation. For me, mm-hmm. that means the pandemic that never was. Oh. <laughs> ap- apt new. Apt new. Okay. Yes, apt new. Um, number three, under these circumstances, this means okay. I'm not sure what I should call it. Okay. If you use the wrong word, certain subtext, some subsects of society will call you racist. So, under these circumstances, I'm not sure what I should call it. Is inswa isai? Inswa isai. Good, good. That okay? That sounds that sounds like an insider word. Don't be inswa isai, man. Like I never very would. hipster. And the last one is non-essential workers. And this one is obsolete wage slaves or owls. Owls. (laughs) There's a little bit of owl in everyone here, I think. I think so too. So calling somebody non-essential is calling them obsolete. Like you're non-essential. Stay home. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, Obsolete is the right word, I think, in this case. And owls just reflects what everyone's thinking, really. Mm Mm-hmm. So who knows what that new Spoto normal? Yeah. Um, I wanted to play this news story. So, a uh, uh, apparently there's a sexist uh, mayor that um, ordered that had some ideas on how to uh, improve uh, shopping habits in uh, for for people who are wanting to self isolate or lock down or spend less time outside in public. Did you hear about yes. this? I did hear about this and I'm just, <laughs> I just kind of start laughing. I'm just like, these people have no internal filter, do they? <laughs> they have no editing equipment. Well, I'm going to play this clip. It's from an Indian news channel. Go for it. The mayor of Japanese city of Osaka has come under fire for his sexist remarks. Ichiro Matsui said that men should do the grocery shopping during the coronavirus pandemic as women are indecisive and take too long. Matsui added that if only men do grocery shopping, that could help contain the spread of COVID-19 as they would spend less time in stores and avoid overcrowding. He said, and I quote, Women take a longer time in grocery shopping because they browse through different products and weigh out which option is the best. Men quickly grab what they are told to buy so they won't linger at the supermarket. Unquote. All right. So, like, I, I heard about this and I was just shaking my head. Like, it's like, how do people get away with this? Like, and well, clearly not getting away with, but like, this sounds like the 50s maybe in, in, in the States or in North America in general. It's like how could it be 2020 and people are still just openly saying this like on mic, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Not shocked by – be like, oh my god, there's repercussions to this. It's like where have you been? Well, there's there's also a certain amount of naivety in 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 his uh, in his thinking. He's not saying like yeah. women are are uh, useless people and they're just breeders. You know, he's not like a barefoot in the kitchen type of sexism. It's like they take too long and they linger. They they compare too many prices. They shouldn't be shopping. <laughs> it's like this. It's not exactly horrible, but it's stupid. I don't think there's ill intent in it. You know what I mean? But it's at the same time, it's like the naive, I guess it's extreme naivete more than anything. But, um, but yeah, it's just like, you want someone just to stand behind him, like, and just like smack him in the back of the head every time he starts saying something like that. Like, no, shut up. A lot of the <laughs> YouTube comments on that channel where I lifted it from were from Indian yeah. men going, this man is my new hero. <laughs> <laughs> No, what, what he says is true. Oh, boy. <laughs> Finally, Single, someone guess, has yes. the courage. <laughs> you can say anything in a YouTube comment. Come on now. Yeah, I know. That's that's why I like him. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. And also, would you... Okay, so you're going to send the husband in to do the food shopping. You'd rather have that than the person that's been preparing your meals every day for how many years? Like... I know it's, I, it's ridiculous. Think, yeah. 
We're, we're going to have spaghetti and meatballs every day for the next three I months. I know, right? <laughs> we let the men do the shopping. Bacon and eggs again. <laughs> yeah. And just cheap lager. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of that where it's just like, I can't believe this is, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this, uh, if you wanted to go on to another thing, but I, I was watching a TV show uh, last night. Um, do you ever watch any of those prank TV shows? I don't have a TV. I haven't had a TV oh. since the year 2000. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we we tend to, you know, watch TV while we're eating uh, dinner and stuff. And there's fair this enough. thing called a... a Dokiri, I think it is. Um, and Dokiri, now it's called the Dokiri Grand Prix, and it's just pranks that they pull on celebrities. And um, I guess there's one, the common one, that it's a, a guy who is dressed up in, um, uh, you know, the Okinawan lions? He no. dresses, um, basically, uh, you know, the Chinese New Year, they have the dragon dance. Okay, now I know what you mean, yes. It's exactly, it's almost exactly like that, but a smaller version of it. So they have that co that costume with the giant mask that opens and closes like the jaws and, and they do the dance. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. So I don't know if you've seen this on TV, but the, the running joke is the guy comes up and he clamps the jaws of the, of the lion onto some celebrity's head. And the joke is how long can he hold them in that? Now, you think like you and me, it would be like, aha, maybe, you know, a minute. The longest one so far has been like 30 minutes where the guy is just like laying on the ground screaming, help me. And the guy still doesn't let him go. And um, they did one for a guy. It was actually in London. And it was a, the, the same guy does it every time. He dresses up. He comes in. He clamps the jaws on the guy's head. And the guy's like, ha, ha, ha. Okay. All right. All right. Let go. And after one point, he starts to panic, you know, because, you know, you get claustrophobic. And – um. They, he holds him in that thing for like 20 minutes. And I'm just amazed, like, this guy didn't, like, start swinging. Like, if it was me after a while, I'd start seeing red. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do anything I can to get out of this. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then the same guy, they pulled two more pranks on him. And it's like, somebody's going to be hurting from this afterwards, you know? But it... Everybody just, it's like, ah, ha, ha, that wasn't funny. Ha, ha, oh, oh, that's mean. Oh, ho, ho. Like, this guy, first, he was on the TV show, and he had a, a cake explode in his face. Okay. So while he was showering off, they put, like, um, I think it's, a, like, a, a muscle, like, a, it's a lotion that basically warms up the muscles. Like, um, long, long ago, there was one called Ben Gay, and that's what people used. Ah, Ben Gay. Yeah, you know that. But basically, while he was in the shower, they took his underwear and they put Ben Gay in it. <laughs> and then gay. he, and then he came on, and they were doing an interview with his partner, and he came on not knowing what was going on, and it's, and like, he's trying to hold it well. There's a a very burning sensation in his crotch, and I don't. Maybe these people are just so beaten down and so like. I'm on TV. I'll do anything. A little bit. After a while, I'm going to kill someone. I don't. <laughs> well, that's why you're not on TV, Tom. Yeah, I guess that must be it. Do you but know how many a... people there are who are just will do anything to be on TV? Anything. <laughs> I, but I'm just shocked that more people don't snap. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I guess, or maybe they're just playing it up. Maybe it's not as, as harsh as it is and they're just exaggerating it and it's not so serious. Sounds but, like the perfect opportunity to, to, to pull off a mass murder. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, like it, um, it, it reminded me of one other thing that I, I had heard. Um, a friend of mine was, uh, was a kickboxer, uh, not, uh, he joined a kickboxing gym and he was, um, maybe not the best fighter, but just really tough. So he's like, all right, just go as hard as you can at me if we, if we fight. Um, actually, uh, a Greek guy. And he told me the only other people that he would see go that hard at it when they were fighting were two guys that were former idols. Like when they got in the ring and fought, they would always like, they were out for blood. They mm. wanted to kill their opponent. And I'm wondering if it's just some of that suppressed rage of being involved in entertainment. 
<laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I just, it's almost like after a while, it's like, fight back. Come on, please. Yeah. It gets me angry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I I haven't watched TV for 20 years, so I Maybe used that's I best. used to have a Netflix, but I got rid of it as well. Like I <laughs> I I just I'm not in yeah, TV is not it's not my thing. Okay, well, I mean, and you're probably the better for it, frankly. Uh, but yeah, I just saw that and I was just like I don't know, like tapping my foot really hard saying, is anybody else getting annoyed by this? And yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, no, this is funny. I'm this like, is eh. funny. Yeah, yeah, right. That's exactly how I, how I was thinking it. Mm. All right. Yeah. Should we do the one more thing? The, uh, SGOTW? Oh, yeah, let's go for it. All right. Stupid gotcha of the week. Stupid gotcha, that's G-O-T-W. All right. So Chinese intern accused of stabbing employee at Marine Products. Speaking of snapping, perfect. This is the perfect segue. Uh, Tokyo Metropolitan Police on Thursday arrested a female Chinese intern at a Marine Products company at Itabashi Ward over the alleged stabbing of a male employee in his... Um, <laughs> In his, as you put it, uh, Mother Funston chest, <laughs> the victim was conscious upon transport to a hospital with injuries considered serious. He will require one month to recuperate, and then he can show off his scar to impress badass chicks. Who wrote this? Upon her arrest on suspicion of attempted murder, the suspect, 22, admitted to the allegations. I intended to kill, she said. Japanese people are bad. According to police, the incident took place during a dispute between the suspect and the victim at the factory dining hall. I'm not going to say that. Bat <laughs> Wait, soup. No, it wasn't bat soup. <laughs> did you make up the whole story? Or <laughs> no, just, I just put in the color you just appropriately. just a little for me? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Mother <laughs> Funston chest. Show off his car to impress badass chicks. <laughs> Now, again, I've seen this, uh, I've had this, this thought, is this really stupid or is this a person just, that was just pushed over the edge? Well, she did say Japanese people are bad. Okay. Fair enough. That was the stupid part. But for the, like, I don't know if you're getting bullied that much, which I have no doubt happened, especially as an intern from another country and, and female, I have no doubt that she was being bullied. To finally snap and just, you know, scream how much she hates her oppressors. Not sure that's stupid. No. Crazy? Morally compromised? Yeah, yeah. I can go with all of that. Stupid? <laughs> I don't know. All right. I mean, that bad soup at the end was not a good idea, but. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Stabbing somebody? Yeah. At work? But I mean. At work. Yeah. You're not waiting until it's, you know, behind a karaoke bar at night. You're not waiting until it's busy time in the, in the, in the subway. And so you can push them in front of the car. So you know, you're saying she should have thought it more through. Yeah. There's security <laughs> cameras. There's all of these factors. So you're Bat saying soup. she's acting off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She was acting off the cuff. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. And that's okay. why it was not so intelligent. All right. All right. Unintelligent uh, foreigner of the week. Okay. All right. Uh, well, um, we certainly wish uh, both of them to recover fully. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think she's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. But I, wherever she is, I hope she doesn't carry this much rage with her. Yeah, and, well, she'll be fine when she's back eating her bat soup. There you go. Okay. Her comfort food. <laughs> a soothing. Some of us have uh, have uh, cheese rings with champagne. Others, you know, have bat soup. That's right. I can add in a quotation. Um, the, the, uh, the, the woman said, uh, I just wanted a reason to go back to China to eat bat soup. There you go. End that was quote. it. It all makes sense now. <laughs> when the dining hall didn't offer nice, beautiful bowls of hot bat soup, I freaked out and stabbed somebody. Or my bat soup was just too hot. Is that? <laughs> yeah. They had no idea how to properly make bat soup. Yeah. 
This isn't bat soup, she said. It's bad soup. Oh, <laughs> oh God. You know, one of my friends started a dad joke channel. Um, <laughs> I, I have, I've been following some, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, uh, if we were going to wrap it up, I wanted to, uh, just do one last thing. Um, uh, a friend, uh, actually a musician from America had just, uh, shared a, a meme he saw and I thought it kind of appropriate and good. And, um, it basically said, if you're not using this time to rest, reset and prioritize your purpose and people in your life, you, my friend are wasting an opportunity. You may never get again. The world literally stopped and shifted for you to get your shit together. If this is torture for you, find out why I kind of dig that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not good, but at the same time, you may never get a chance like this. So it's, it is a good idea to reset everything and reprioritize everything in your life. If you're in the first world. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. If but... you're in the third world, you're, the supply chains are going to cause massive starvation. Okay. My glass is a little bit closer to half full. <laughs> in the first world. I agree with you. Yeah. If you're in the first world, there's a lot you well, can do. Well, I'm saying don't complain about it then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. All right. <laughs> Well, All good, right. Good hey, I got, yeah, I have an assignment for you. Um, I'm starting to listen to a new, just one new album every week. Um, so uh, listen to one for next show and tell me what you thought. All right. You too. I will do it too. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, listeners. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you, Mike Rogers. And um, everyone, please stay safe. Cheerio. Bad soup. wear my mask and wash my hands after going home.